Attorneys, would you say your resume's bar none? Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio. This show's theme, does your resume rise to the bar? Hi, this is Daniel Laxtons. And this is Leah Laxtons. And this is the Dream Job Radio Show, presented by 30careers.com. As always, don't forget to go to dreamjobradio.tv where you can find out more about what's coming up on the show. Leave us comments, questions, suggestions, interact with our past and future guests, and just all around have fun. So that's www.dreamjobradio.tv. And you can always tweet me at Daniel Laxtons, D-A-N-I-E-L-L-A-K-S-T-I-N-S. Or you can also tweet Leah throughout the week at Leah Laxtons. Well, this show is Does Your Resume Rise to the Bar? Our special guest is Jessica Silverstein. She's the principal of Attorney's Council. It's a career counseling service that focuses on resumes and cover letters, review, as well as interview skill assessment and social media cons- uh, cons- consulting uh, for attorneys. Ms. Silverstein is an attorney herself who practiced Holocaust restitution as well as women's health product liability prior to beginning her career as a legal recruiter. Currently at Attorney's Council, she counsels attorneys regarding their job prospects and how their interview skills and resumes can be used as an effective tool to reach their career goals. Today, she's here to share her tips and secrets for attorneys. So we'd just like to say, Jessica, welcome to the show. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure. We're so excited to have you here, especially because of your specialty uh, with Attorney's Council. So why don't you tell us a little more about Attorney's Council and what exactly you do there? Of course. Um, Attorney's Council is a job preparation firm for attorneys. I focus on the skills and documents that lawyers need to move their careers forward, specifically resumes, cover letters, interview skills, and social media profiles. Wow, excellent. Well, and it's a, it's a, a niche market, too, that you're in there. Uh, being, Certainly. <laughs> and so you, being an attorney yourself, what, what made you get into that? Well, I knew when I went to law school that I didn't want to practice. And it was too late because I'd already applied and had been accepted and had an apartment. And I went and I really enjoyed the education of law school, and I wanted to work with lawyers. And once you've been through law school, you really feel like a part of a very small club. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to leave that club, and I wanted to help the people that were, were other members, literally and figuratively. So I also found that knowing that I didn't want to practice, there was nobody around to answer my questions because the career center wasn't designed to answer questions for someone that didn't want to be a lawyer, which mm-hmm. just makes perfect sense. And I didn't want that to happen to lawyers coming up after me. I wanted to be able to answer their questions. So Uh I pursued an alternative legal career. In fact, I attended a program at the New York City Bar Association, uh, non-traditional careers for lawyers. And Mm. now I chair the committee that planned that program. So putting yourself in the right place at the right time can really put you where you need to be before you even need to be there. So that's sort of how my career went. Um, I did practice law because I did a number of informational interviews, and they said, well, you have to practice, otherwise you can't have an alternative legal career. So, hmm, which is logical. Yeah. You can't have an alternative to something that hasn't yet existed. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right. So I did practice and then went directly into legal recruiting. 
And the agency where I worked was set up differently than many other headhunting agencies because the recruiters focused only on the candidates. We were not tasked to go out and do business development. So I worked with the clients who were the law firms and and in-house counsels only insofar as it related to getting them the best candidates. So in working with the candidates, reviewing all of their resumes and doing all of their interviews, I really found very quickly that that's the piece of helping lawyers that I really enjoyed. And then in 2008, their September, exactly, you know, specifically 2008, there were no legal placements to be made. So I took huh. a step back and I'm very involved in the New York City Bar Association. I reference I'm, I'm the, uh, chair of the Law Student Perspectives Committee. And at the time, I was a member of the Career Advancement and Management Committee there. So knowing that, and I spoke there on, about resumes and, and career searches and that sort of thing, I launched Attorney's Council, knowing that there was a need for lawyers to get that sort of help. Well, I think your story is really inspirational, too, not only for maybe attorneys, but anybody that mm -hmm. finds themselves in that position, which we talk to many people this way, where they've went through college with a particular mindset, achieved a degree, and then realize that they hate that, or maybe not hate, maybe hate's too strong, but that, <laughs> that they don't want to do what they've, you know, spent time in. That spent there are, years learning. Yeah, that there's a lot of alternatives, just like what you've done. You're still in the industry, but you're now su supporting, you know, people that find themselves in that situation and, and other attorneys that do want to practice as well. That's brilliant. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. definitely. What size companies are you dealing with? Are small or, I mean, how many, I was just thinking, you know, if you're, if you're a uh, attorney, I mean, how many, how many people is working for one attorney? Well, my clients are usually, you know, in the middle of their career to more senior. I've worked with partners at AmLaw 100 firms. That's a, um, a law firm ranking system, and AmLaw 100 are the, you know, the top-tier firms, usually okay. global and the largest ones. Wow. So I've worked with partners and, and those sorts of firms and also associates in those sorts of firms and partners with their own firm. You know, really everyone. I've worked with recent grads. I've worked with people that are still in law school. Um, so really across the board. And I have worked with other professionals that are not attorneys, um, some in the legal services field as well, but others, you know, in strictly business development, I'm an artist. Uh, and I work a lot with lawyers who are transitioning either from one practice area to another or back into the law or out of the law. Um, I worked with one person who comes to mind who was a pharmacist and a lawyer, and she hmm. needed to merge her two separate resumes into a lawyer for healthcare practice. Wow. That's so cool. The, the, yeah, so this, I don't, I, I do, I, separately, I do work with companies. I consult with uh, a perm, permanent placement agent, legal placement agency, consulting with them so that they can launch a temp division, since that's the type of placement that I was doing prior to starting Attorneys Council. Um, and I also cross refer with a lot of, uh, large and national and international recruiting firms because a lot of usually in the legal market uh, recruiters place laterally and that means from one firm to another or from one firm to in-house yes you'd be you know, a lawyer in an organization or a company and either people don't know that or they believe that they should be placed as well and which is perfectly valid so they contact the recruiters and the recruiters don't know enough about them or don't have any positions available, so they need to send them to someone else or just say, you know, sorry, no thanks. And so they send the people that they're not able to work with 
to me. Wow, that's excellent. Well, I have to imagine that you uh, find some interesting resumes maybe with some people that have been in the um, law industry for quite some time or really any, any industry. Things have changed so much in the last 20 years. I'm sure you probably get some interesting 20-year-old uh, resumes that come across your desk. Definitely. Um, a recent client who, you know, in telling people in the industry, they're all horrified. Uh, he's a, actually a hiring partner at a very large law firm, and he his resume was not, in fact, a resume, but was his law firm's bio. You know, every <laughs> most, most yeah. You know, so he was like he was printing or you know cutting and pasting his law firm's bio with his picture on it with his, you know, how many ever, however many kids he has, but also with the firm's name on it oh, and just wow. emailing that out as, you know, and he had graduated from law school and that has, that was the only place he ever worked. So in theory, what did he need a resume for? But I'm here to tell you, <laughs> you always need a resume. So he came to, he was referred to me through a mutual friend and, you know, we worked together and then he said, oh, you should definitely come and speak to my associate. Thinking, that's amazing. That would be great. You know, be in a room in front of these people who would not only be able, you know, would be know that they need the help, but would be able to afford it. Yeah, definitely. Um, but to have a partner call in a resume expert to the firm would incite panic. Ah, true. <laughs> I can see where that would not be a good <laughs> right scenario. Well, right. you. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying, you know, and it's funny that you use the word interesting and resumes in the same sentence. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, you know, I'd be the first one to tell you, you know, like a legal resume isn't necessarily meant to be interesting. You know, yes, you want it to stand out, but, you know, I would avoid color. I would avoid anything overwhelmingly interesting because you don't know who's going to be the first person that sees it. Are they HR? Are they the partner? You, you know, you know the, the associate, you send it to the associate, and they hand it off to the partner, and... You know, you, who knows how old they are, who knows what they're used to seeing. and True, true. It, yeah, the, the legal industry isn't ready yet to have the mold broken. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest we're speaking with today is Jessica Silverstein. She is the principal of Attorney's Council. It's a counseling service where she helps other attorneys to find their dream job. Would you say, though, that your resumes then or resumes for attorneys are different than resumes than, you know, standard resumes? Or, I mean, how, how much different are they? Well, I think they are, in fact, pretty standard. Um, I think many other industries are, you know, to use the word interesting again, are more interesting. You know, I wouldn't recommend that an attorney use an infographic resume, for example, which is um, literally it's, it's graphics. It can be a chart. It can be you know, waves of your career trajectory, you can have images, you know, I wouldn't recommend that for an attorney. That can be very interesting, and I, I love that there are um, services that can help you create one, but I think that would be helpful as a resume format, really just for yourself, just for self-assessment, to see, literally see where your career has gone, not just read it. Um, and in terms of the differences, uh, have I mentioned don't use color? Um, <laughs> that one really stands out, and even undoing the hyperlink so it's not blue. Ah, and so, so for, yeah. you know, and if you're if you're emailing it, then it's okay because you want it to be easy to use and just you know click on it and, and go where you want them to go. But mm-hmm. I would only use a chronological format. It's actually reverse chronological. Oh. But there's also um, people call it the functional format or it's skills based, which a lot of people 
use, they think, to hide gaps, but all it does is invite the reader to find them. <laughs> um, and, you know, HR professionals and recruiters and resume experts would 99% of the time advise you against using a functional version. There's also a hybrid, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's, um, you know, skills-based sort of on the top, you know, the top quarter, just a little bit on the top of the document, highlighting the skills that are the most relevant for the position to which you're applying. And then on the bottom, it's, you know, a normal reverse chronological version. So to summarize for your clients, you would recommend probably a chronological format, uh, probably not a picture then? Or if, if no, do not include a picture. Nothing uh, out of the ordinary then, I guess. You want to be no. pretty... It's kind of an old school then, I guess. Um, I never thought about it, but yeah, very traditional industry, I guess, when you think about it. Yeah. Oh, very, very much so. It's still, you know, more so an old boys club than, than anything else. Wow. And, you know, like I said, and, and there are places that are different, you know. You know, organizations for the arts, I'm sure, you know, might accept a slightly different format. If you want to be, uh, you know, the general counsel of a graphic design firm, then certainly be more creative. But also remember the position to which you're applying. But that's a mistake a lot of people make. They think about the, that the resume is for them. And mm -hmm. the people to whom you're sending it, they don't know you yet. They couldn't care less. They just want to know how they're going to get to go home earlier by hiring you. There you go. Yeah. Well, hey, let's shift gears for a second and sure. maybe go from the perspective of uh, the, the attorney. Uh, would you say that the attorneys that are um, established attorneys should have an online presence? Is I that think every attorney should have an – I think everyone everywhere should have an online yeah. presence. <laughs> yeah. in, yes. In, 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 in a professional way, you know, mm. not that you can have your, you know, a personal Twitter account, but you need to know that if you're applying for a job or already employed, you need to represent yourself and your employer professionally because you don't know if a client is going to find your inappropriate posts or photos or, or anything. <laughs> That's right. So you should, you should always be appropriate, certainly, <laughs> but you can mm -hmm. use your online presence not just for business development for your firm, but for your job search, certainly. You know, and I recommend LinkedIn for all of my clients because it's, you know, by nature the most professional of all of the social media pro um, platforms. Um, I tweet for work. Um, you can find me at Addie's Council. It's A T T Y S C O U N S E L, just shortened attorneys and counsel. Um, and, you know, I, I try to keep it, you know, a little bit personal. I'm, I'm still me. Yeah. You know, and, and you have to remember that. You can be a human being because that's the type of person that somebody's going to want to hire. But you also need to remember that they want to hire you to represent them in some, in some way, not yeah. just as a and lawyer. And the truth is, I, I was going to say, the truth is, is uh, we actually found our business lawyer yeah. uh, through Twitter. Yeah, through Twitter. Go. Yeah, really good guy. <laughs> Um, and I think, you know, it, sometimes we run into people that say, well, I don't want to get on Twitter because I'm going to type something crazy, crazy, inappropriate, <laughs> and, you know, whatever. But what we always say is, you know, just imagine that you're being recorded and, and that everything that, you know, you're typing is being recorded and you're not going to have any problems as long as you, yeah. you know, portray That's yourself, like you said, it. yeah, in a professional manner, then there's really no downside to it. No. Right. I would be, I... 
people are also wary because, you know, oh, it takes so much, so much time, and then you have to monitor and reply, and, and so, well, don't you talk to your friends? Yeah. You know, like, you get back to people, and you respond, and it's just the same thing, and you just know more people now. That's right. Um, and I've met some wonderful friends, and not just colleagues, but, you know, we're friends now from Twitter and LinkedIn, and, you know, and they call, and they reach out, and it's not just, you know, through the screen anymore. Yeah, and the truth is, is uh, when you agree that the if they have a secretary, uh, she can also help a little bit, or he, oh, yeah. depending, they can help with um, with that. And, and when there's something super important, uh, make sure that mm-hmm. those are highlighted to to uh, to be addressed first, and then secondary. Yeah, for sure. Exactly, and so, there's so many ways to automate everything, and you have to be careful, of course, because maybe you're aunt and uncle who you're friends with on Facebook don't need to see your Twitter language. They might not know what you're trying to say, but OMG. LOL. You know, there's, there's all these so many ways to say certain things on certain platforms, but you do need to be careful. There's actually a great, I don't know, and I don't know if I should be promoting them because I haven't really been engaged <laughs> with them for so long, but um, they created this, fabulous infographic, which clearly I'm a big fan of infographics, but don't recommend them for my clients, of um, how recruiters use social media to eliminate and hire candidates. And I believe it's 91% of recruiters and and, uh, hiring professionals use social media to screen their candidates. I mean, it's just a huge percentage. Um, And the website that created it is um, Repler, R-E-P-P-L-E-R.com, I believe. And that, and the website, repler.com, is a, I don't know, a platform that will analyze all of your social media. So you can oh, see who you're connected. Yeah, it's, I, it blew my mind. Because you can see who you're connected with. Like your Facebook and Twitter overlapped and your Twitter and LinkedIn overlapped. You know, it's like there's a whole Venn diagram. Of, and I, I use those three, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. So it really is a Venn diagram of who's connected to who. And I think, you know, there's only 11 people out of everyone I'm connected with that are on all three, and then I'm connected with on all three. Hmm. So it just gives you this opportunity to really see literally where you are and new people that you can connect with in different places. Yeah, absolutely. It shows who maybe you're missing out on one or the other, you know, formats that you need to get an invite out to. That's really exactly. interesting. Exactly. Hmm. That's so cool. Yeah. Well, Jessica, tell tell our audience where they can find out more about you and your work at, at Attorneys Council. We men- mentioned your Twitter. But uh, what are some other good ways to get in contact with you? Um, my personal email for work is JES, uh, initials, J-E-S-E-S-Q, at attorneyscouncilny.com. Attorneyscouncil.com was taken. So, uh, and it was too expensive to purchase. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone said, well, why didn't you just buy it? So my, uh, my website is attorneys pluralcouncilny.com. The website was recently updated. And LinkedIn is you know, LinkedIn.com and Jessica Silverstein. That's excellent. That's cool. Yeah. Hey, one last question we have for you, Jessica. is um, Do you have a book that you'd recommend to our listeners that maybe uh, you feel is a must-read? Yeah. I have two, actually. Cool. Perfect. <laughs> In preparation. And both of these women I met on Twitter. Oh, oh, great. Even though, yeah, it's just this perfect example. So um, Anne Levine recently published the Law School Decision Game, mm. and this may be her second or third book. And 
I'm, I'm quoted in the book as, you know, yes, go to law school and, and other reasons why, but it's this anyone considering law school, it's, it's a must read for them. And also Amanda Ellis wrote the six P's of the big three for job seeking JDs. And she created a system, uh, six words that begin with P, of Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook, you know, profile, professionalism, photo, th that sort of thing. And they're both must-reads, and they're both just really interesting, wonderful women, again, who I met on Twitter. And, you know, here I am promoting their books, and happy to. I would, so, I would tell anybody about them. Social media really works, people. does. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's fantastic. Well, we thank you so much for taking time out to join us today on the show. And those are a couple of great books. I, I hadn't heard of uh, either one of them, so that's perfect. We'll definitely check those out and recommend everyone Excellent. else, too. Yeah. Well, you're listening to the Dream Job Radio Show. Our special guest has been Jessica Silverstein. She's a principal of Attorney's Council, where she is a career counselor, but for attorneys. Jessica, thanks for being on the show. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Excellent advice. Uh, and it's nice that even attorneys can have some advice on finding jobs out there. Yes, yeah, specialized advice. That's what we're all about on Dream Job Radio. And especially for everyone out there that maybe has graduated from college with a degree that they're no longer as interested in as they were. Uh -huh. This is a great example of what Jessica is doing, making it work, even though she's not doing what she originally went, quite what she originally went to school for. So that's fantastic. It's really great. So what's on the show for next week? Well, next week we're going to catch up with a good friend, previous guest, and entrepreneur. Successful, Julie. successful. Yeah, entrepreneur. successful entre entrepreneur, Julie Austin. She has a lot of exciting things going on right now with Swiggy's, the wrist water bottle from Hydro Sport, and she's going to fill us in. That sounds great. So be sure to listen to our next podcast. Till then, this is Daniel Laxton's. And this is Leah Laxton's. And this was the Dream Job Radio Show. Do you want to do what you want? Do you want better money? Welcome to Dream Job Radio.